Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter, and you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Mum. Hello, Pumpkin. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, very well. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too on a sunny, sunny, glorious day. I know. Aren't we blessed? I mean, it's sunny when this comes out, otherwise, that's a bit awkward, but it's sunny when we're recording. So there you go. And you've been all over London, haven't you, today? So, um, you know, and you're still here recording. How great is that? My commitment is just massive. Legend. Oh, God, I might have to edit that out. Um, Right. What are we talking about today? Today, we thought that we could talk about uh, three things that we do um, as individuals when things get hard. When life gets tough, we all go through these, um, you know, phases and periods of life. Hopefully they're, you know, short lived. Um, But for anyone that's in that phase at the moment in a funk or just you know, just going through some stuff, we thought it might be useful to talk about what we do when when things get hard. Not that we've got it all figured out, (laughs) not that these things necessarily always just magically pull us out of whatever we're going through. So full disclosure, disclaimer there, but hopefully they give you um, some support and some ideas and and some help. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hope so. So, Ho, let's go with you first of all. Oh, no pressure. Yeah, I put you <laughs> under pressure there, haven't I? Um, let's hear. I what, let's hear what you do um, to help you feel better when things get really tough, because that's the way that we pivot, isn't it? It's the way that we pivot from a hell no to getting towards a hell yes. I'm, I'm not saying that when things are hard, you can immediately pivot from A to Z, but it's about pivoting to a place where we feel slightly better, so that we can build on that. How many times do you think you said pivot there? Do you want to carry on? <laughs> I got a very stern look um, for, just for the for anyone listening there. Um, yes. Okay. So the first, one of the first things that I do, I had to think about this. Uh, and one of the things I think I do is actually talk about my feelings. Um, I think I was very fortunate in terms of growing up with you generally, but also specifically in this Aww. case, um, that talking about your feelings was encouraged it wasn't something that we didn't brush things under the carpet you know we didn't ignore them and then let them kind of all spill out um the idea was that even when I was a child I was very encouraged to you know talk about how I felt and it was a discussion you know it wasn't a children should be seen and not heard situation it was it was a very open um environment and I think that that's helped me now as an adult I'm very confident and comfortable talking about my feelings even the ones that are dodgy scary sad whatever and I think that when you're going through hard times uh, sometimes the um, the immediate response sometimes is to run from them hide from them bury your head in the sand pretend it's not happening and I think an element of distraction you know is good so that you know hopefully it becomes not all consuming um, but at the same time, I think facing kind of what you're feeling head on and talking about it with people that love you, support you, care for you, or, you know, professionals as well. I've had counseling before and I found that really helpful. Um, it, it just, it, it kind of brings to the surface what you're feeling. And I think that when things are brought to the surface, you've got a much better chance of dealing with them as opposed to just keeping them 
buried and hoping that one day they'll magically, you know, resolve themselves. Um, and I think, yes, sometimes you just need to talk it out. Uh, I also find as well, you know, recently there've been a lot of situations that have felt very serious and very scary at the time. But then when I actually talk them through with someone like you or Ellie or whoever, uh, they become a lot easier to handle. Do you know what I mean? And less scary and less serious. Um, and we work it through together. And I just think that if you bring others, let others be involved, um, you've got a lot better chance of of kind of solving or or dealing with what you're going through. I think sometimes we can shut people out when we're going through hard times. We don't want to put stuff on them. We don't want to be a burden. And I think that actually one that does you know, a disservice sometimes to your relationships because you can then be feeling bad and they may take it personally or not understand where you're coming from. Um, but also it doesn't give people the chance to be there for you. And I think that's really important when times are tough. So that's the first thing I would say, talk about your feelings and, and let others in. Yeah, that's lovely. What I would say though, and, and you did touch on this, which is really good, what you did touch on, and I would absolutely reinforce this is whoever you speak to, make sure they are supportive, make sure they are uplifting. Um, and what you don't want, you want somebody to listen and not what you don't want them to do is project what they think is the right thing for you because only you will know the right thing for you. So to, to help you with a situation, but not necessarily project what you should be thinking or what you should be feeling. So I think that's just an important caveat to, to put in there. Definitely. Um, and I, I think also I would say, you know, go to the people that in the nicest way possible aren't doom and gloom. Do you know what I mean? I think there are, there are some people that uh, for whatever reason will try and, and even without bad intentions, but I think it's just their way of bonding will try and keep you in that place and yeah. will, you know, ramp up those negative thoughts. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes you want that, you know, sometimes, you know, you need a bit of camaraderie and, and agreement and you feel like you're on a team, but I think in act- to actually move forward and kind of get through the rough period, you need people that are uplifting and are going to boost you up and, uh, and not keep you stuck in that place. So yeah, I think choosing wisely who you lean on is really important, but being open with your feelings is is the first key, definitely. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. What, a, what about you, Savage? What's number one? Okay, so um, as if I'm really savage, but um, okay, so... <laughs> You know, it's true. (laughs) Okay, so number one for me, because basically what happens when we're in a really tough time, and it's just the way that we physiologically work with the brain, what we do when we're going through a really hard time is we can go into fight or flight and the brain will then shut down and it, it can go into brain freeze. And then we're just floundering and hoping for an answer, but we're not even really focused on the answer. We're focused on the problem. And then that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So one thing that you can do that I do, this is what the first thing I would do to bypass that physiological shutdown is to breathe. Okay. Just not breathe as in the way we're breathing, because also when we get into that place, when it all feels just too much, we go into that shallow breathing as well. But when we go into a pattern of deep breathing, that opens the brain up and it opens you up to solution rather than shutting you down to solution. And really, when we're going through a really hard time, what is it that we really want? We kind of want the solution 
to move forward towards. So the technique I use that really does slow the whole process down within you is you breathe in for a count of four, you hold it for two, and then you breathe out for a count of six. And do that three to four times and you will feel the overwhelm or the anxiety. You'll feel it completely calm. And as that calms, the brain starts to function again. And not only does the brain function, but then your connection to all of who you are, to that solution-oriented self, actually then starts to once again connect So the first thing I would absolutely do is breathe in that way, because if you don't do that, then you cannot get to a solution oriented place. And if you're in a really, really tough place, you're looking for a solution. You know, even if it's not the full solution, you're looking for the next step. So that's what I would do. Okay, so that's my number one. So what's your number two? Thank you for that, Margie. My second one is actually quite related in terms of it being physical, but to have a physical release of some kind. So um, I think that when you're going through something hard emotionally, it can be easy to go kind of within um, and become, you know, I think sometimes when I'm going through hard times, so I'll make it relatable to me, but I can become quite withdrawn you know, I, I want to stay inside. I don't want to be outgoing. Um, and I think having a physical release and actually kind of doing the opposite of that is quite important. So yes. even things like that seem negative, but crying, I think crying is really good. You know, it's a really good physical release. I'm not talking about crying, t- you know, 24 hours a day, cause that would be exhausting. But if you can feel that it's building, just, just get it out, you know? Um, and it's, it, I always feel better when, when I've done that. Um, when I've had a good good cry if it's needed um, but also being physical so just like walking more going on walks yeah um, it's also a great time to have kind of alone time but outside so yes. I feel like uh, you know when you're outside you've spoken about this before about being in cafes for example um, it's it's alone time that's not too uh, alone if that makes sense you know Completely. so you're still you're still in the environment of people you're still kind of I don't know, you feel part of the the planet and part of the, you know, humanity and without getting too serious, but, but you're still alone. So listening to a podcast or listening to music or just listening to nothing, but going for a walk, same thing with running, running for me is a really great physical release when I'm stressed. If I go for a run, not only do I feel a real sense of achievement, which is great when you're going through tough times, I think anything that makes you feel good about yourself is really key. Um, but also having that physical, um, element to it you know where you've pushed yourself is really great um and being outside being in nature um i think being around things and remembering that life is a lot bigger than just you and your stuff i always find that quite um a comforting thought (laughs) um that there's a lot more going on before me and after me um and during my time here you know on this planet. Um, so whatever worries I have, and you know, they can be big worries, but in the grand scheme of the universe, um, that they're small. And and I find that that quite a comfort. So I think, yeah, having a, a physical release, um, and there's a multitude of ways that you can do that, but really helps shift the focus of whatever you're going through at the time. 
Yeah, I think that's great. And I definitely think absolutely it's a whole perspective thing, isn't it? You know, um, because we can unfortunately get into that place where whatever's going on that doesn't feel good is so big that we can then lose ourselves within that. Overwhelming. Um, yeah, completely. Whereas if you have a perspective of, you know, there was so much before my, before me, so much after me, so much even when I'm here and that I'm literally a speck. I mean, this life is a speck. It kind of brings it all into more of a perspective if you're allowing yourself to do that, which I think is really, really important. So, yeah, Defo, that's great. That's great, whole. Okay, so my number two is... I think one of the reasons why when people are going through hard times, I think one of the reasons, remember why they're hard times because we think they're hard times. Remember, it's a thought that we think. Yeah. So, you know, somebody could be shouting at me right now, um, listening to this podcast saying it's a hard time because it is a hard time. And I really, really get that, but it's the way we think about it that makes it even harder. And a lot of the ways that we think about it that makes stuff harder is because we have fear then of what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. And then we project ourselves into the future of, oh, my God, what's going to happen then? If this has happened now, what's going to happen then? Yeah. And then, we're, God, then we've really lost, lost it because we built momentum even more so. And we know that we don't even have a future because it just doesn't exist in this space-time reality. So the number two for me is as much as you can, as much as you can stay in the present moment. Because when you are actively present, so now that doesn't have to be meditation for people that think, God, I need to meditate. No, you don't. Um, if you find that difficult, you don't need to be doing that at all. I'm talking about current present moment. So you could be, let's think about it. You could be um, gardening. I don't know. Be fully focused on the gardening. If you think that your thoughts are moving away and they're moving in a direction that you don't want them to bring them back to focus on the, the feel of the soil on your hands or the literal planting of the plant, Wh whatever it is, if you're cooking, Focus literally on the cooking. Don't allow your thoughts to take you somewhere else. Now, that takes real awareness because we have conditioned ourselves to allow our thoughts just to run us. So that takes real awareness. But that would really, if we are in the present moment, so think about it. Anybody now at this moment in time listening to this podcast and being fully present within this podcast, you cannot be thinking about something else. And the reason I'm saying you absolutely can't be is because the brain cannot focus on two things at one time, regardless of this myth of multitasking. It cannot focus on two things at one time. I'm probably going to get probably going to get a lot of comments on that, I would imagine. But um, it can't. So when you're fully focused on this podcast right here, right now, you're not thinking about anything else. So I really, present moment, present moment, present moment. That was one of the reasons I took up Tai Chi was to stay fully present within the focus of it. Because the minute you came out of that focus, oh my God, you'd lost the move. You, you, and, and trust me, dear God, you've really got to keep your focus. Anybody that's done Tai Chi will know that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was to really practice being in the present moment. Because then you're not focusing on anything else. 
And not only that, you are living in the present, which is all you have. And it's from the present that you can intend what you do want to create, but you only create your future and the future that you choose from the present moment. Definitely. My present thing is washing up. Yeah. (laughs) I use that as my time to practice being present. Present Um, moment awareness. Yeah. yeah, And just focusing on that and not, not trying to drift off into anything else. So I really like that one. Yeah. Perfect. My final one is to help your body, help your mind. Um, So essentially what that is, is is listening to your body. Um, I think I firmly believe in the power of listening to your body, having a direct impact on your mind and kind of your mental state. So what I mean by that is basically a bunch of little things. So for example, giving yourself, you know, more sleep or, you know, regular sleep, regular eight hours. If I'm going through something hard and then on top of that, I add to that not sleeping well, I am just setting myself up for, you know, disaster. There is just no way that I'm going to see anything better. Do you know what I mean? Or even see anything for what it really is, which may be better than I'm thinking it is because I'm just knackered um, and it really negatively impacts. So that's one way I need to listen to my body sleeping, you know, early nights as well and early mornings. I actually find that that works a lot better for me. Um, I feel a lot more like I can kind of conquer the day. I feel like I get more stuff done early in the morning. I also have mentioned before, I really like being out when other people are perhaps, you know, still asleep or haven't started their day yet. And I don't mean, you know, 5am, but half six, seven, that kind of time that for me just works really well. And and getting an early night, I I kind of get real satisfaction from that as well, as sad as that is at 27 to be saying. Um, But also as well, healthy eating as much as possible. Um, Mum's probably going to laugh at me saying that because I haven't always been the healthiest gal, to be honest. I love my chocolate. I love my sweets. I love my crisps. Um, But I do when I love you love your gluten. I do love my gluten, which I probably shouldn't have as much as I do. Um, But for me, if I'm sleeping well and then I'm doing the physical activities that I mentioned in, in step two, even, you know, just walking or whatever, my body then I think naturally craves healthier food. It's weird. It's like when I'm treating it right, it wants to be fed right. Um, and then healthy eating is a part of that as well. And it's just, it's the same kind of thing, you know, loads of sugar, it's going to give you a brief, a high or a brief peak in energy. Then you're going to come crashing down. Then you'll feel sluggish. Then you feel like you won't want to do anything. Do you know what I mean? That might lead you to feeling worse about whatever's going on. It's just not helping yourself basically. So I think my ones are all about kind of taking the power back. So even if you're in a situation that feels really hard out of your control, um, I think these are the little things you can do that all kind of, there's like a compound effect that when you put them together, they can have a really positive impact, especially when, when times are tough. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a key thing, listening to your body and treating it right and treating it well has a real positive knock on effect on, on your mind and your thoughts. Yeah, no, I love that because it, it is, isn't it? It's the whole holistic Um, it's the way it all ties in together yeah when I used to help people lose weight you know it was really interesting that yeah absolutely once they started on one habit the other habits felt way easier 
you know, it was it was the way it worked. But then if one habit dropped, it was like a pack of cards that came falling down. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. And I think it's also, it's not trying to do everything at once. Do you know what I mean? It, I think don't go too far the other way where it's like, right, Monday, I'm going to do all of these things and it's going to be amazing because if one slips, you feel really bad about yourself usually yeah. and you don't do any of the others and then the whole week's ruined. So it's yeah. just you know, what is in, in your control? What is the priority? Pri- priority for me is probably sleep, getting good quality, good amount of sleep, because if that doesn't happen, I know it's a guarantee that I, I won't feel good. Um, so what is your thing that kind of gives you that boost and, and prioritize that and then introduce the others as and when you can? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Love that whole. What's your um, last one, Margie? So my last one is, and this might be tough for some people, and I really, really get it. So it's a little bit of a challenge, and I do understand that, is that when things aren't going well, and I I do do this, what what I'm going to ask people to do is when things aren't going well, appreciate what is going well, because we can very much get into that, build that momentum, that, that spiral of what isn't going well. You know, remember, as we know from the book, we've kind of got 16 seconds before momentum builds, yeah? And and, and then really, you know, you're, you're kind of, and, and we're so good at staying in negativity that you've got to catch it before you've built that momentum. And if you're really, if you're able to, and you look around at certain things that maybe you where you live or, or your health or I don't know, something, there will be one thing, two things that you can truly appreciate. And just write those down and focus on them and just have some gratitude for that because gratitude, appreciation is one of the genuine, if you can have genuine appreciation and gratitude, one of the quickest ways to lift the vibration. And remember that when you lift your vibration, you're going to see the situation you're in from a very different perspective. It isn't going to be the perspective of doom and gloom. It is going to be a much clearer perspective. As I said, you'll be heading more towards solution oriented. So that's that's what I do. It's I shift the focus on what is going well? You know, I, I, every day, genuinely, I'm grateful. I write it every day. And I'm, I'm, there's, there's actually, that's a lie. There were three days when I missed it and um, I was away three days that I missed it. And I could really feel the difference in my vibration. I could, and I knew what it was. I, I knew what it was. I knew what the difference was and got back to doing it. And again, vibration lifts. So Really, it might seem tricky when you're in it, but just start with one or with two. The fact that, you know, you are living today, even if it feels really tough, the fact that you are living today, that might be one thing you could appreciate. Or as Holly was saying earlier in her first point, you might have one really good friend who is just there for you. That's something to appreciate. Just, you know, any point of appreciation it will really help to shift the focus. Yeah, I love that. I totally agree with that. Um, I I also do it. I do an appreciation journal as well. I've done that for a few years now um, and I miss it. I notice it when I haven't done it for a couple of days. Um, And I always want to get back to it straight away. And even if it's tiny little things, 
it really makes a difference um, and, and shifts your perspective. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. There is, can I just say there is one other thing that I just wanted to add, and this is a general one, but I think it's a really important thing to remember is that whatever tough time you're in, it's not always going to be there. Nothing lasts forever. It will change and it will. And it's about having that awareness that, you know, we go through peaks, we go through troughs. There is light after dark, all of that, you know, night follows day. It won't, it won't last. So if you could just know that and maybe do whatever we do or have your own tips that can help you move through it. If you follow through on those, though, it will help you get through that a bit quicker. Yeah. Definitely. I totally agree with that. I think sometimes when you're in the hard times, it's hard to see that always, you know, sure. um, and you don't always necessarily want to hear that. But I think it is important to have in the back of your mind, if possible, um, that nothing lasts forever. Uh, like, you know, even the good doesn't last forever. And so when the good comes, really appreciate it, really soak it up and really enjoy it. But when those bad moments come, know that they're not going to last forever. And things are constantly shifting, constantly changing. And I think it's a bit like in our episode when we spoke about curiosity, it's being curious and thinking, well, what, what could go right? You know, if something happens, it's really out of left field. It feels like a real negative, bad turn. Actually, what could this potentially lead to? You, you know, you hear of stories all the time that the best success or the best moments came from something tricky or came from something that seemed really difficult at first. So I think it's, it's great that life can surprise you in that way. And that's a real comfort for me yeah I, I can that's exactly what I was going to say you know that's where personal growth comes from and I know this is going to sound really uh, I don't know what it's going to sound like but if we were joyful all the time it wouldn't be joy weirdly it would be boredom Definitely. so it's those those tricky times that help us to really feel the joy so um, even if they don't feel like it at the time <laughs> oh god for sure for sure well it just helps us doesn't it when those joyful moments do come it's like wow let me let me you know embrace these do you know what I mean um which is which is wonderful you know that's that's um that's what it's about it's a bit like um I heard Johnny Wilkinson say this on one of his podcasts and that he it was the one that you shared with me whole with Fern Cotton and it was when he said, and it's so true, you know, like we can allow ourselves to get caught up in the, in the really difficult times. But what he said was so true that if, if, if you go to a fairground, the biggest cues for the, um, you know, the longest cues for the most popular ride is the ride that has the biggest twists and turns. Right. You know, the big ups and then the big downs. Because people want those. Now, we think we don't. We think we want it all level. And that's how we want life. But truly, we don't because we can't grow from that place. But it's the twists and turns that if we can allow ourselves to, to stay in a perspective that supports us, which is what we've been speaking about, we can actually ride those twists and turns rather than get caught up in them totally i think that's an awesome note to end on so we really hope that this episode has been helpful if you are going through any tricky times we really do send you 
um, our love. Until we see you on Monday for another short episode, we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell yes. Bye-bye.